What is happening, Fins Up Nation? And welcome to episode 11 of Splash Zone in Miami, a podcast for all your Miami Dolphins fandom needs. Brought to you by flteams.com, which is your one-stop shop for all your Florida sports needs. Please check us out at flteams.com and at flteams on social media. My name is Rob Hilbert, lifelong Dolphins fan, at rhilbert1987 on Twitter. And today I wanted to talk about, uh, continue our way too early weekly predictions for the 2021 season. We're at week five. We've got us at three and one after beating the Indianapolis Colts and then heading on a real short road trip to Tampa Bay to take on the defending Super Bowl champion Buccaneers and Tom Brady. The Buccaneers were able to bring it pretty much everybody back. Shaq Barrett, Chris Gowan, Mike Evans, Rob Gronkowski, Antonio Brown. We already mentioned Tom Brady. Devin White's still there. Um, they added, you know, Kyle Trask in the draft. <laughs> That's more of a future move, of course, just joking around. But they have JPP on the edge still. OJ Howard, if he's healthy. I mean, they are still stacked, and they're defending Super Bowl champions. So. The Vegas line of seven and a half, although may sound disrespectful, I think it's respect we have to earn as a team. So I think our defense and Brian Flores knows Brady well enough from his time in New England and Brady's record in Florida against the Dolphins is not the best, albeit this is a home game in Florida, so it's a little different. I think the Dolphins will keep up here, but I think that seven and a half line is probably... Probably pretty good. I think I would take the Dolphins to lose by less than the 7.5, but I do think the Buccaneers will win this game. Put it this way, if the Dolphins win this game, I'm all in for this team to be a contender. I mean, to beat the defending Super Bowl champions at home week five, which is far enough into the season for them to have gelled, you know, and gotten the rust off from an off season. So if the Dolphins come in here and actually win this game, which I think this would be a game where you'd have to say that Tua would have to be a big reason why the Dolphins win this game if they win it. And if that's the case, then I think you got to be really pumped as a fan moving forward in their chances to compete and contend for a title in the AFC and Super Bowl if they're able to beat this team on the back of their quarterback. Defensively, what a win would look like would be a lot of hybrid looks where... Brady is not going to be able to tell what coverage we're in pre-snap. You're going to have to do that. You're going to do a lot of amoeba fronts, that kind of thing, to not let Brady know what's coming. If Brady knows the coverage, I mean, you're going to get picked apart. He's too good. So you've got to disguise your coverages, and you've got to disguise your pressures, and you've got to get to Brady, and particularly up the middle. All the past and, you know, those Giants teams that beat the Patriots, the big key to that was pressure on Brady. And that's always been the key in particular up the middle, like we just said, because it's he's not as mobile. So if you give him pressure up the middle, he's not going to be able to get out of that and outside the pocket and make a play like a Patrick Mahomes or a Lamar Jackson would. So. Big key on defense, disguise your covers, disguise your pressures, and get that pressure 
and preferably up the middle. That's how you win on defense. And offense, like I said, two is going to have to carry the offense if they're going to have a chance in this game. Um, you're going to have to have a big game from, you know, two of the three receivers. I'll, you know, pick, take your pick. Fuller, Waddle, Gasecki, DVP. I'm considering Gasecki a receiver for this conversation, but you're going to need a big game from two of them in order to have a chance to score the amount of points needed to beat the Bucks, because you know Brady's going to put up close to 30. If your defense can hold them below 30, then I think this offense might have a chance to make it close. But again, I think this is the second loss of the year for the Dolphins. I think they go to 3-2 and two and get prepared to take a flight across the pond to take on the Jacksonville Jaguars in Week 6, which we will cover on the next podcast. Next on the agenda is going to be to talk about Xavier Howard, which is the big topic with the Dolphins offseason right now. He held out a mandatory minicamp. He wants a new contract. We kind of knew this was coming when he fired his agent at the end of the last season, hired a new agent. It's not a secret that we, the Dolphins, got a great deal on the new contract they signed with him two years ago for a three-year extension. Um, he outperformed that contract for sure. Um, Dolphins paid Byron Jones a much bigger contract than Howard. Drafted no Igbenogany in the first round. So I look at those two things as kind of insurance for Howard and what he decides to do because the Dolphins did that as insurance for Howard's knees. They had to do it because he had uh, several knee injuries. You don't know exactly how a player will come back from that. They had to prepare for the worst case scenario. And I think Howard recognizes that. Um, on the man-to-man podcast with Darius Butler and Antoine Bethay, he talked about Miami making Miami pay for paying Byron Jones and drafting Ibanagani. But he also he also started that conversation with talking about how he understood it's a business and his knees. And I also understand him wanting more money. He clearly outperformed his current contract and deserves more money. My thing is, how much more is he wanting? Is he wanting to be the highest paid defensive back in the league? Or is he wanting to be the highest paid defensive back on the Dolphins? Which of those two is what he's seeking? And will the latter, being the highest paid in the Dolphins, make him happy? If the answer to that is yes, pay him. Pay him. Extend him. Pay him to be the highest paid cornerback on the Dolphins. He's the best cornerback on the Dolphins. Now, you can get into the nuance, and we can argue back and forth about if all his interceptions were his own skill or partly because Byron Jones locks down the side of the field. I mean, that the, the point is he had 10 interceptions. He's in the, one of the best cornerbacks in the league. He does. I would be fine with him getting paid to be the highest-paid defensive back on the Dolphins. Now, I'm not going to pay him highest DB in the league money. That straps your cap. It, it it goes against what this regime is trying to do, which is sustainable winning. They don't want to do this, you know, stack the cupboards for two years and make a run and then be screwed with a shit ton of cap liability where you can't you can't make the moves you need to to succeed in the you know the next year, the following year, and they want to draft well and keep the contracts in a situation where every offseason there's room to move on 
room to make changes and room to add here and there to keep the team sustainable and winning and not just compete for the next couple of years. This team wants to be competitive for the next decade plus, which is why they tore it down two years ago with Stephen Ross's blessing. So again, don't think this regime regime is going to pay Howard highest defensive back in the league money, which means if that's what he's wanting, I think the most likely option is he will be traded because his value does not get any higher than it is right now. I don't know if we'll get Jamal Adams value. I'm not sure he's going to get even Laramie Tunzel value, but you know, a, a good player we need in a third round pick or who knows if you package him in a deal with for Deshaun Watson, if Tua looks like he's not the guy, I mean, there's all kinds of options, but without getting into specifics of that, uh, those options, I think it's clear that if he wants to be the highest paid defensive back in the league, I don't think Miami will do that. And I think that he may be, maybe dangled out there for some trade options. As we know, this regime likes to stack the picks and Chris Greer loves to do trades and he loves winning trades. And he's done a great job at that. And, you know, we talk a lot about this regime mirroring the Patriot way because of Brian Flores's past and what Chris Greer has learned by watching that organization within his own division for the last 10 years. And, they get rid of players before they get their huge contract and before their prime is over, but also before they decline. So they are not going to be afraid to make this trade. And I also don't think they're going to be afraid to pay him more money if he just wants to be the highest paid player on the Dolphins. So that's my hope of what happens. I want to keep X. I love watching X. Obviously I love the defensive turnover is probably my favorite thing about watching Miami Dolphins games my entire life is I just love watching the defense kick ass and turn the ball over and, you know, going nuts in the living room when that happens. So I hope they work something out. Hope they keep X around, but I'm also not going to be devastated. They decided to trade him because it makes financial sense. It makes sustainability. It makes sense with sustainability of your roster. So it's just an unfortunate you know, part of the business where you, if all of your players develop, you can't keep them all because of the salary cap. So if they want to be paid their market value, which as a human being, I would do the same thing. I mean, if I get an offer tomorrow from another company to be the highest paid financial analyst in my field, I'm going immediately. I have no, you know, loyalty to your company or your employer is only goes so far so keep that in mind we don't want them to go at least I don't want them to go but I'm not going to be pissed off if the Dolphins make a sound organizational decision and move on from Xavier Howard if he's asking just too much money so that'll wrap us up for today remember check out FL teams follow them on Twitter follow me on Twitter Um, And I look forward to speaking to you all in there and look forward to next week where we'll go over the London game against Jacksonville week six and might even dabble into week seven. And of course, we will also get to some of your questions uh, next week as well. So fins up. Take care.